Welcome to Show Your Scars with me, Jordan Angeli, a look inside the journey back from a devastating injury. Although we may not choose for this to happen to us, we appreciate who we become in the process. Now, let's dive into this week's episode as we share our strength and show our scars with pride. What's up, Show Your Scars podcast? Hope you guys are doing well. It's Monday afternoon. But I'm still ready to release this podcast, so we're going to get after it today. We have a really special guest, Jake Butt. He is a tight end for your hometown, Denver Broncos. Woo! No, I don't know where you guys are from, but um, Broncos are my team. So I'm super excited about this and getting to talk to Jake Butt about his process of just getting from where he was, a small-town Ohio boy, to where he is now playing and living out his dream in the NFL. Jake went to Michigan for his undergrad and played football there where he has some of the most accolades ever as a Michigan football player. Two-time All-Big Ten offensive first team, two-time first team All-American, and two-time Qualic Clark tight end of the year. He also won the John Mackey Award in 2016, and in 2016 he was the senior class award winner. I mean, that is a lot of awards that he won when he was at Michigan, had a great career there, but it didn't all come easy. Jake talks about everything from not getting recruited from the team that his whole family supported and going to the rival team in Michigan and how that played out. He talks about challenges through injury, when he was playing after his freshman year, how that really helped him and his mentality helped him going forward in his career, but also helping him in that critical moment where he decided to play in a bowl game where a lot of players decided not to play because the NFL draft and he wanted to play. He wanted to be a part of the team. And unfortunately, you know, sometimes everything aligns just right or wrong in this case. And, um, it was another ACL injury for Jake Butt in that moment in the Orange Bowl. And we talk about that, the rehab, what it took to get past there, uh, what draft day was like, and what it's like to be a member of an NFL team, but to not be able to play your first season and how he has taken that drive and that really mindset that has been so key to him throughout his whole career and use that to help him get back to where he is now um, in camps with the Broncos and just really feeling the best he's ever felt. It's cool, this, this journey for Jake has been really up and down, but filled with a lot of highs. And you will see when you listen to him that this is a guy who really believes in himself. He believes in his process and his ability to um, control his mindset and choose what his mindset's going to be every single day. So I hope you guys enjoy this talk with Denver Broncos player Jake Butt. Hello Jake, welcome to Show Your Scars podcast. I'm so excited to have you. That's great. I appreciate you having me. Um, I'm excited to talk about this. Yeah, so we met um, last year at a um we did a children's hospital visit and it was so it was cool to talk to you a little bit and get to know you during that time but i think um i'm excited for this because 
although, you know, I've been through this many times, like I am not a male. And I think that the, maybe sometimes Mm -hmm. the pressures on a male athlete is different and, um, a little bit more challenging. So before we kind of get into your, you know, what's happened in the last couple of years, I want people to get to know you a little bit better. And I know you grew up in Ohio, but are you, were you born and raised there? Like that's where you spent most of your childhood. Yes. I was born and raised in Columbus, Ohio, actually a little smaller, smaller town right outside of it called Pickerington, Ohio. That's where I spent most of my childhood. Um, and then I went on to play football in Michigan, which is the the road less traveled, we'll say, you know, being a Buckeye fan, being from Buckeye yeah. country growing up. Uh, yeah, it was definitely a different route I took. Yeah, that was one of my big um, questions is, you know, how how did that go with everyone that you knew and your, not your town, your family, everyone where you're like, ah, I'm actually going to go to Michigan, Ohio State's biggest rival. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, it was definitely tough. Uh, you know, on some people, I think I had, I think some of my, you know, closest friends growing up were like, dude, what are you doing? Um, even actually lost some friends. You know, there was, there was some family friends that just couldn't agree with the decision. But for me and my family, it was a, an easy decision. I mean, Michigan's a world-class university with a great football program. You know, I you know, made the call and never looked back. And, yeah. you know, actually, you know, I got a big family and I mean, I'd say 99% of them were converted over to Michigan fans, right? As soon as I made my decision. So I love that. Um, it was awesome. Um, yeah. And it also shows you, shows you how diehard people are with their football yeah. in the right. Midwest, right? Right, uh, right. Exactly. They were like, very nope, passionate. you're going to Michigan, you're out. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, me right out. But was football, did you play other sports growing up or was football always your love and if you played other sports, when did you know that football was the one that you wanted to pursue at a higher level? Um, yeah, so I played a bunch of sports growing up, mainly soccer um, and basketball. You know, I tried I tried baseball. I tried um, even tennis and golf lessons. I, I really did a little bit of everything. Um, but uh, I started playing football in sixth grade, and as soon as I got out there, I was like, all right, this is the sport for me. I really like this. Um, and this could be some, you know, I could see myself doing a college and at that point, you're not even thinking about the NFL, but, um, fell in love with it as soon as I, as soon as I walked on the field. Mm-hmm. And were you always, you play tight end now, were you always a tight end? Were you always one of the, the bigger kids on the team? Cause you gotta be pretty yeah, yeah, strong I mean, and I, big to be a tight end. Yeah, I was, I was really skinny growing up, but you can get away with me in skinny when you're sixth, seventh, eighth grade, but I was yeah. always very tall and I had you know, good hands and decent athleticism. I think I credit that to soccer was, you know, I had pretty good footwork. Yeah. Um, so that definitely helped me in the long run. Um, and, and growing up, before you went to Michigan, you talk about being like a multi-sport athlete. And um, it seems, you know, from the outside, maybe things all went right. Did you deal with any adversities before going to college? Or is when you went to college and you f- had your first injury, was that really the first time you had you faced anything um, adverse in your career? Yeah, I mean, I think the big thing about sports is adversity is always waiting right around the corner, you know? So uh, I, I dealt with, I guess, in a sense, you know, adversity was growing up a Buckeye fan, being from the heart of Buckeye <laughs> country and, you know, getting all these offers, but, you know, never getting offered by Ohio State. But I think, you know, once I committed to Michigan, that was always fuel for me. And I think anytime you face adversity and come through it, um, you know, you can just, 
you know, it can make or break you. And I've always looked at adversity like an opportunity to, you know, easy motivation, an opportunity to prove people wrong. So um, that was the main one. And then obviously the ACL going into my my first ACL was, was a major one too. Mm-hmm. So you go to Michigan kind of driven by that adversity, right? So you knew how to um, key into the feelings of, all right, well, I, I know that I'm good enough to get to where I want to go, right? So you go to Michigan, and um, was it, uh, from what I can see, your your freshman season went well, right? Take me to when your first injury happened, um, if you can recall that day and kind of how everything happened. Yeah, so, I mean, I as a freshman, I was really, really skinny. So people mm-hmm. thought I'd redshirt. People didn't think I'd play. Um, people didn't think I'd really make an impact. Well, I can't, some injuries happened. You know, I had a good, good fall camp, some other, you know, things rolled my way. And I actually eventually became the starting tight end as a true freshman in Michigan and made the ESPN's all big 10 freshman team. So, you know, I had really big expectations going into my sophomore year. I was ready to take the leap and, you know, you know, really become a good ball player. And then about, I think I, I actually remember it to be Valentine's Day, February 14th, going into my sophomore year. I was just getting some extra work. Um, was running a corner route, and some linemen were doing a drills. Uh, were doing drills right at the end of my route, and in the middle of my route, they threw a blue bag behind them that I eventually stepped on and tore my ACL with. So, you know that that was a life-changing moment for me. But um, I came back from that strong, and I'm sure we're you know we'll talk about that here. Shortly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gosh, those little things, um, you know, when it's just, I had a teammate do, you know, tear ACL the same way. She stepped on a water bottle. Actually, that was too close to the field. And, oh, gosh, doesn't it just make you look at, like, the playing field so much differently? Like, no gear to be, like, put in just random places because, really, like, one step can change so many things. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, Especially, you know, I, I have a definitely more careful mindset now. I think you try to avoid those things as much as you can, but at the same time, you don't want to look, read, read into things too deeply, and you know, make make your sport. You know, you're out there worried about this and that, or things that you really shouldn't be worried about. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely try to clean up the field and uh, avoid any mishaps as much as you right. can. So. Um, you know, that's, that's a tough moment. Did you know right away or what were your initial thoughts, um, as to what just happened? Oh yeah. I mean, as soon as I went down, I heard the pop and, um, I was like, wow. Yeah. I definitely just tore my ACL and I I had no, you know, I'd never done it before. I had Mm -hmm. no clue how it felt, but I knew, I knew right away that something wasn't right. Mm -hmm. And what was that process for you after the, the initial injury? So, you know, it's, a little, a little bit like shocking, right? Because your knee is not supposed to move that way. And when that happens, you know, I think we're all a little bit shocked as to like our body failing us in some, some regards. But I would imagine for you, um, being at a school like, like Michigan, the process post that was pretty quick and swift. Like what, how quickly were you in surgery? And did you feel like the support team that was around you was just key in helping you get back from that. Yeah. I mean, so initially they were, they, as we were discussing it, they said, Hey, you know, listen, I, I just want you guys to, you to have realistic expectations. Um, you're probably going to redshirt this fall, or if you don't redshirt, you're not going to come back till big 10 season. Well, my grandpa played at Notre Dame and we had them week two, which would have put me at six months post-op. 
I told him, listen, I'm playing, I'm playing a better name game. This is the last time I get the chance to do it. And, you know, they kind of laughed and said, you know, no chance, but, um, I scheduled surgery as quick as possible. So I had it done on the 27th, which, you know, 14th to 20, that's 13 days after the initial injury. Um, and then from there, it was just hitting rehab as hard as I could doing everything I possibly could to, to play in that game. And I know everybody's knees are different. I got very lucky my first time and it probably wasn't the smartest thing to do, but I ended up playing six months and one week later. Wow. That's incredible. And I think what you were saying in there is so key to why that happened is, you know, you hit rehab really hard and probably had a team around you that was um, instrumental in allowing you to get back there. Um, what, during that process, though, you know, it's never it's never what we think it is going to be, right? It's not a straight shot to that Notre Dame game. It's up and down and up and down. Do you, Can you recall some of those um, tough challenging moments within that first rehab process or did it go pretty smoothly for you in general I mean I'll be honest I really really think I was like the the one case where I truly didn't have I mean the worst part was initially after surgery where I had that patellar soreness Uh um and but I mean throughout the whole entire process I really never had knee soreness I never felt like my legs were weak and in fact I really felt like I came back stronger that that off season um, the second time around, I, I had a little bit more trouble with a patellar tendonitis, but, mm-hmm. um, for the most part, I, I was really, really lucky. I didn't have too much, too much to deal with other than the fact that I was being restricted when I thought I could do more, but in the long run, I think it was, it was a smart thing. Yeah. That's pretty incredible. Do you feel like, you know, I'm a, fir- I personally am a firm believer, like, and everything happens for a reason. And you had mentioned before, you know, you were you came into school like people didn't think that you were going to play you ended up playing um but maybe you weren't at the like physical state that you should have been do you feel like this rehab actually allowed you to get stronger and um surpass even where you were the year before as a freshman in in this sophomore season yeah you had overcome an injury but maybe you were that much stronger because of it 100 percent. yeah i definitely think so um actually you know if you're doing the rehab um, I, there's a lot of great things that are going to make you a better football player just from doing that. So uh, I really think that paid off for me. And I, I think I, I came into that season, I felt really, really strong, fast, explosive, healthy. And, you know, I mean, it was a little early. I played it six months after surgery, mm-hmm. but that then that next spring ball, about a year out, I, I had the best spring of my life and ended up having a really good year, my junior year too. Mm-hmm. Is you know, you said you didn't have too many challenges um, in that rehab. Can you recall, though, maybe some of the most rewarding moments, some of the the times in the process where, um, you know, it, it is pretty long. It's six months. It's But when you're in it, it feels like you're never going to get to the end of it, right? Do you recall any of the moments that you were like um, – maybe a reinstated belief in your in yourself and your ability to get back on the field yeah it's just a little small steps you know you're you're on crutches and then <clears throat> once you get the crutches off excuse me um you know you feel great about that that's a small little win um then you might have a little lip once you stop limping that's another small little win <clears throat> excuse me um yeah right you know the first your first time jogging your first time running, your first time cutting, those are all small little wins that are, you know, just, they make you feel, they make you feel like a champion. They just motivate you that much more too, that you want to, 
continue progressing and continue getting back to the level of play that you were at before the injury. Yeah. And then with this one, you, you said the mental side was, um, you know, not, not too difficult for you. I'm always interested in what people, you know, whether it's what you're telling yourself on like an a affirmation side, or if you're tuned in to like a quote that helped you through that, that you can always remember as, um, something that helped you through, or is it a book you read? Is there anything that you did in the process that really helped you on the mental side that first go round? Um, the first and the second, really, I think it was just a mentality that, um, I know my ultimate goal in life and you got to ask yourself, you know, how bad do you really want to play the sport that you want, that you're playing for me is how bad do I, I want to be a really good football player? Well, no matter what this takes, you know, whether it's easy, whether it's hard, no matter, you know, what I'm asked to do in rehab, you know, how late I have to stay, I want to be a really good football player. And at the end of the day, that was my motivation. And I knew, you know, there was no excuse to take a day off. Oh, I missed the last part of that. You said there's no excuse to take a day off. And then what? Yeah, I think I, no excuse to take a day off. But really, it was just, you know, I had an end goal that I, where mm-hmm. I wanted to be a really good football player. So it was, what can I do each day to to you know, try to reach that end goal. Yeah. As a football player in, in college and, you know, I was in college when I tore my ACL too, and I was a captain and felt like I was a little bit torn between these two lives, right? Like I wanted to be there for my team and be at every training because I knew that my support there was important, but also um, I knew that I could learn stuff from being a spectator of the game but then at times too, I felt like I needed a break. Did you feel that same like push and pull? Like it was hard to be around the team, but it was also super rewarding to be there as well. Yeah, yeah. It was. It, you, I mean, you said it to a T. It's it's hard to be around a team because you want to be out there competing. You want to be a part of that team, but um, you just can't. You know, you, usually for in my experience, you know, when the team was practicing, I had to go lift when the team is lifting, I was getting treatment. So while you still are part of a team, you're, you're kind of removed at the same time. So I think that honestly has been the hardest part in both recoveries. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let's, um, you know, you get back to that Notre Dame game and you end up having, um, playing your, what would you, what would be your sophomore season? You said your junior, junior spring and into that junior season were really great. And not only that, you know, you continue to play on, your senior year at Michigan and, um, you know, two-time All-American. I, I listed everything in, in the lead-up to talking to you and introducing you. But um, that last game of your college career, you're playing in the Orange Bowl, I believe it is, and against Florida State. Um, yeah. What do you remember about that day? Did it feel like any other day was um, – and what do you remember specifically about what happened? So I, I remember the week leading up to it, I got really, really sick. Um, I was in the hospital two days before the game. I had like 103.5 fever. I mean, we went to a Brazilian steakhouse, like Texas State Brazil. Oh, no. And I didn't even eat. And the steak my favorite food. So I knew something wasn't right. You know, it felt there was just a weird feeling. But uh, I knew I was not going to sit out of the game. I was like, I got I to gotta play. You know, the, no one was keeping me out from playing this game. And I'm going to get out in the field. 
And uh, the, the play I did it on, I wasn't even on a route. Um, it was a rollout, and the, the play broke down. The quarterback, you know, rolled back towards me where I was in pass protection. I just kind of leaked out into the flat. He dumped it to me, um, spun off one dude, and as soon as I spun off, uh, another dude shot me right on my knee. And uh, I knew again, man, I just tore my ACL. I knew it right away. Ugh. And it was the other knee this time? Yeah. No, no, no. It was the same knee. Same, same knee. knee twice. Same knee yeah. twice. Oh, gosh, that moment. Were you just thinking, like, couldn't have been, like, I remember my, my last time I tore my ACL, I thought, uh, let my let my leg be broken. Let, you know, trying to reason with myself that it was anything but that because I knew what I was in for. Yeah. Um, I, it, it, I just remember sitting there on the field and I was like, wow. You know, and, and so while all this was happening, this is the same year that a couple other players like sat out of their bowl games. And I remember the reporter asking me like two days before the game, like, hey, are you, are you still going to play? Are you going to sit out? And of course I'm going to play. You know, I was a team captain. I wanted to finish my career at Michigan career strong. Well, I remember laying there on the field when it happened. And I, I knew I, I, the, the trainers were doing the test. And I was like, here, just get me up off the field, man. I don't want to make a scene. I need to get back to the locker room. I was just like, man, I really cannot believe that this happened. At that, at that point, I was like, all right, I just hope we win the game, you know, so we can end this on a good note. That's all that mattered at that point. But, um, yeah. you know, we, we had to come back stronger. Did you um, – so you went to the locker room. Did you stay in there? Or did you come back and um, stand with your team throughout the rest of the game? I wanted to go back out with the team, but they told me not to. They yeah. told me to, to – yeah, they told me to stay in there and, you know, rest. What was that time like in the locker room by yourself? So, I mean, I had my family. My family came down. Um, close friends came down. Um, and I, I just remember my mind was literally racing. Like, I couldn't get a clear thought in my head. I was like, geez, you know, I knew exactly. I, was, I planned on, you know, I was going to win this game. I was going to go out with a bang. I was going to go train and start living my dream, getting ready for the NFL, where I, you know, knew I'd be a pretty high draft pick. And, you know, start this next chapter of my life. Well, all of a sudden, I get turned upside down. And as my brain was just racing, I was like, all right, I need to clear my mind. I need to start getting some clear thoughts. So I grabbed a piece of paper. I wrote down all these possibilities. All right, I can have, I can have surgery at, at A, B, and C time. I can have surgery at A, B, and C place. I can mm-hmm. do my rehab at A, B, and C place. Here's my schedule. And once I kind of formulated a plan, I, it was just in my mind, I just flipped a switch. Okay. Now I know what I'm going to do. Let's attack this. There's nothing I can do to change this. I'm not going to complain. I told my mom and my brothers, I was like, all right, you guys need to stop crying around me because I'm, yeah. I'm done crying. I'm done feeling sorry for myself. This is the cards we've been dealt. We're going to attack it. We're going to overcome it. We're going to be better from it. And uh, sure enough, you know, that's, that's, what, that's what we've done. Yeah. Interesting, too, how quickly you can go from that, like, you know, when we're in that emotion state and we're like reacting instead of like re- yeah. choosing to respond, it's so easy to get caught up in that um, downward spiral, right? Of like, I'm never going to get back. This isn't going to work like this and that. But as soon as you change yeah. to like, okay, this is my response and I'm going to, I'm going to take it one step at a time. And that step is um, where I'm going to have surgery, who I'm going to have surgery with, what my plan is going to be. It almost made it feel like it was more doable, hundred percent. I think um, you just can't get caught in that negative mindset. You know, this is a tough injury, no doubt. There's no, you know, there's no avoiding that. 
that's the truth. It's a very tough injury, but people come back from this and, and a lot of people come back stronger from this. So you got to keep reminding yourself. And I don't think you can look at it as, Oh my God, I'm going to be out of football for one year. I'm not going to play football again to one year. You'll never, you'll never make it like that. It's what is the next step I got to take? What do I have to do today? What do I have to do this hour? What do I have to do this set, this rep to ensure that I'm going to come back stronger from this? And, you know, if you keep that big picture uh, mindset with like a small picture frame, mm. you can get through this. You know, you'll come That's back. So true. Yeah, so true. And it's the perspective, right? You you hit, yeah. you said it when you mentioned that, you know, you can come back from this. Like I always, I felt myself in those moments where I was getting negative. I was like, you know, Jordan, like it could be so much worse than this. Like think about all the diseases yeah. and the, the things that people are going through that they can't come back ever or yeah. um, that I get to go have surgery and get fixed and like work hard in order to get to the next step and back where I want to be. Like how lucky am I that I have the opportunity to get better? 100%. Uh, I'll even share a little story with you. Yeah. I had a, I had a buddy, Cody, yeah, I was a kindergartner. We played high school football together with, or together with each other, and you know, just all around rock solid dude. But he broke his leg uh, after an all-conference year, his freshman year. He played at Georgetown University, and over the course of two years, he just kept having more and more surgeries, more and more complications, and eventually he had to get the lower half of his leg amputated. Oh. Never heard the man complain one single time. That all he ever had was an attack mindset that I'm going to get through this. Um, he kept his faith in himself and God and in his plan and uh, he ended up returning kicks for them that following year and, and, and playing football for that same team. So figure, wow. man, listen, this guy lost half his leg. I have an ACL that's repaired. I'll be all right. You know, he, yeah. he did it. I'll, I'll be just fine. I have no, no room to complain. That's incredible. That might, you know, yeah. I mean, I talk to a lot of people that are going through ACL injuries, but for me, the, you know, the podcast is Show Your Scars. It's about, you know, overcoming adversity and, and tough situations. So you might have to hook me up with this guy. We might have to hear his story, too, because that sounds like one that needs cool. to be told. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so senior year, let's go back to the the locker room and then the weeks after that. You know, it's leading up to the draft. You mentioned a lot of people didn't play in the bowl games, um, you know, to kind of not ensure, but, you know, the draft was coming up and that that's a big part of NFL and in your process to get to where you want to be. Um, you know, this is sometimes when you set expectations for yourself and, you know, there was expectations for you, Jake, and what was going to happen on that draft day, but you still got drafted. Do you think that the yeah. expectations hindered that experience or were you still able to appreciate, you know, really what that day was to you in your life? Yeah. I mean, I think it was, it's, it's a tough, but great weekend in the sense that, you know, you're waiting, you're waiting. And that happens for people who even who go in the first round injury. That's not that they're worthy of getting drafted higher. But then when that phone finally rings, it's it's such a relief. It's such a great moment. And, uh, you know, I mean, my, my situation was different with my knee. But in a sense, everybody goes through it in the NFL is that, um, you know, you have an idea where you think you should go. You see other guys getting drafted that you think you might be better than. Um, and, it, and it's tough from that aspect, but it's still a dream come true. You've been working your whole life for this. Mm-hmm. Were there tears that day? Um, yeah, there were tears. There were a few tears yeah. shed. Yeah. yeah. 
Because that's, you know, it's not only the, the fact of what, you know, you accomplished and getting drafted, but also I think at that point in your life too, that's that a team would believe in you. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. That was and, and a great team. Uh, you know, Denver Broncos are awesome. It's, it's truly a blessing to work for them. Yeah. I mean, I'm biased, but I yeah, do. <laughs> I do. I do feel the same way. Um, yeah. So the, the second go around, you know, you know what to expect, you know, kind of what the process is going to be like, but he, you know, maybe a little bit more emotional since it is the second time around. And one of the things I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast is that, you know, I don't know what it's like to be a male athlete in our society where you're expected, you know, to be strong all the time and, um, you know, never look like things are wrong. And I'm always curious to know um, how, male athletes feel about that like um there's barriers i feel like that are put in place a little bit by like the way society feels what should be normal for you guys um and one of those things is like vulnerability right like even you saying like yeah there were tears that day um being able to say that it wasn't easy or um you know i had a bad day do you feel like you were able to break some of those barriers down and and really get to full healing now after this second injury yeah i mean i try not to you know this is part of society too and kind of get at what you're saying i try not to really think about it too much or talk about it too much Mm -hmm. for me i just try to remove myself from everything and just let's focus on the now and focus on what i can do to get get better and what can i do to attack this um so i I guess i see what you're saying and i'm kind of playing into that exact same role but um (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, I I think that's just part of it. Um, But the main thing and the main goal is that, you know, boy or girl, male or female, is that, you know, you want to get healthy. You want to get back to to doing what you whatever So Just attack each day and, you know, the next thing that you need to do as hard as you can. Mm -hmm. And that mindset, you know, I am in me asking that question, like, it doesn't have to be a certain way or another, right? Like um, every single person. And I think that's what's so interesting about this podcast and people listening to it is like, some people are going to relate to you more than they're going to relate to some other person I have on here. And um, that's fine. It's one way is not better than the other. I think it's important to tune into what is, what works for you and what helps you get through it. And, you know, that mindset for you was so locked in that that's what, you know, worked for you. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. So the last, um, year, so you get drafted by the Broncos. You don't play last season. We could have used you very much. So, and I'm sure that was hard for you. Um, really your, your first season, not playing a, a full year, correct. And, um, what was that experience like and how much of it did, does that drive you now as you start to really get back into full fitness? Yeah, I mean, it was good and bad. Um, the good, obviously, being that I'm living out my dream. Um, you know, I'm, in that, I'm in a great organization. I'm part of a team. But uh, I think the hardest part was, you know, we kind of touched on this earlier, was that I'm on a team and I am living out my dream, but I'm not the way that I envisioned it. You know, I wanted to be out there with the team. I wanted to be practicing. I wanted to be helping the team with some games, and I was kind of off the side rehabbing, doing my own thing. And I didn't really have the chance to prove myself to my teammates and the coaches. Um, so that was really the hardest part. But all that being said, it, 
you know, you got to keep a positive mindset because here I am, you know, a month or a year and a couple months later, uh, post-surgery and I'm doing great this spring and I have a really great opportunity to, you know, win the starting tight end job this year and, uh, you know, prove that I can play in this NFL. Yeah. I'm like doing a little happy dance. So excited for that because, um, I mean, my brother just brought you up to me the other day about, oh yeah, he's, he's gonna, you know, they're talking about him being a, a starting tight end for the Broncos. And that's so cool to me to, to see you from, you know, a year ago till now, like all the growth and all the, um, what's happened in that year. And you were actually spoken in the, speaking to the media, I think, uh, maybe last week, maybe it was this week, um, just about how the hardest part is that emotional side of it, you know? Um, was there yeah. anything that you did during this last year that helped you cope with that? I mean, I guess the biggest thing was just talking to people about it, you know? Um, we had a team pastor. I was talking to um, our our, our uh, rookie mentor, Ray Jackson. Um, and, you know, it was really tough, but, I, you know, just working – working through that I think my faith was something that I can really lean on throughout that whole entire time and you know for each person it might be different but I think the main thing is is that you're you're talking about it and you're talking to people that you trust and that you love and that love you back so you can overcome that that's awesome um and so true it is I feel like we feel we feel like if we talk about it it's um I always in in this is like just me I always thought like I can't tell anybody about it because then it makes things real and I was like well that's just being a person right like having those feelings and you know struggling with certain things is just like being human and the more we can say like that's okay the better like I feel like the more fully we can find ourselves really being who we are again absolutely Um, absolutely definitely paid off yeah, yeah. And Chad Kelly was kind of on this, you know, he he didn't play last year as well, right? And you both were recovering. I think he had multiple injuries. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, he had an ACL and a wrist. Yeah. Did you – did that help as well, just finding someone who could really, truly relate to what you were going through in certain moments? Yeah. I mean, I think uh, I had him and Carlos Henderson, you know, we all three formed a great bond because we were working out together every day all last season. You know, we were all three down the whole entire year. So, you know, having each other, having, you know, they're both good guys. Um, And, you know, just being able to work out with each other and talk through some things and talk about football, talk about life, I think, um, you know, that was definitely an added advantage. Yeah. It's nice, too, to have someone who's going through it to just, like, not talk about it right like let's talk about anything but that while we're working out just because we know why we're here we know why we're here but we also like don't need to think about it all the time right right cool um your own little mini acl club exactly (laughs) um well now it's growing now that i got you and all the listeners yeah yeah right that's we're so happy to have you with us and proud of all you've you know continued to overcome one of the things i did today is i um, reached out to instagram and asked people if they had any questions for you and i got a few questions back and um you know going to ask as many as i can um so i picked four four different questions and we're gonna you know i'm gonna do my best to like say these instagram names but you know instagram i I, i'm not sure if i'll be able to say it right um so l bogatano 90 said what he had two questions what graph did you use and what tips do you have for people who might be struggling in this process i used up patella both times um and i would just say just the biggest thing you know 
going back on this again is just to keep a positive, positive mindset, you know, understand that this is a tough process. It's very up and down. Um, you know, I learned that from my first time where I had really no, no setbacks, no hesitations to my second time where I, where I did deal with a little bit more, um, trouble with my, I had some little tendonitis. I, it, everyone's different. Every, every ACL is different. There's going to be ups and downs. Yeah. Yeah such a big part of it too and um, also one of the things I was talking to actually a sports psychologist today about is that keeping a positive attitude is difficult and that yeah. kind of acknowledging that it is difficult because I think people like when we say like be positive about it it makes it seem like it's just like an easy thing to do but it's hard and it's hard work and every day having that attitude of like I'm going to get better today and um, you know it's not that it's it's always easy, but it's a choice you make. And, um, I think that's also an important thing to say in that process. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Kelly Ann 1798 said, did you ever feel like you weren't doing enough at some stages of recovery? Can you say that again? Did you ever feel like you weren't doing enough at some stages of recovery? Yes. Yeah. At some point, I mean, um, I think that's part of being a competitor, though, that you're always trying to, you know, do only, you know, your body. Um, if you, if you have a group of trainers and a group of people you're working with, it's, it's okay to trust them, but you know, you know, your body best. So, uh, I think do extra work. I've definitely talked to somebody about it to make sure, you know, it's not dangerous. Great advice there. <clears throat> Now I have the coughs. Um, D Beers uh, said, "How did you stay patient during this recovery?" Yeah, uh, yeah, that was patience is one thing that I learned, and um, I don't even know that I'm still I'm, I'm still not good at it, man. That's that's the hardest part. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the 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 thing that you got to do is you have to focus on what you're doing right now you know you can't look at wow i'm six months out of playing some football you know six months out from being cleared or um you know you, that could be a dangerous thing to do you know you obviously want to you know, but just focus on what you're doing today to get better yeah so true because if if you um I think patience is a lesson we learn multiple 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 times in our life where we know that it's worth it. The patience is worth it. But in those moments of struggle where we just want to kind of go after something and not have the patience to relearn that is, is difficult, but it's always worth it. Yeah. hundred percent. All right. And then we've got the last one here from Brie underscore Och. I think, sorry, Brie. Um, if I just botched that, but she said, any advice for college players in their first real competitive game back from recovery? Oh man, just, just have fun. You know, you're just, you're cleared. You put the work in, there's a reason you're cleared. There's a reason you're playing right now. So go out there confident, you know, you're, you've been playing this sport your whole entire life. So don't hold anything back. Don't worry. Um, play fast, play strong and go do your thing. And number one, you know, just enjoy it. it, it when you go through these kind of injuries, you, you really learn to appreciate your game that much more. So the number one thing is just enjoy every second that you're out there. Great advice. I love it. Um, thank you guys for your questions. And thank you, Jake, for not only answering those ones, but just being so open and um, sharing with us a little bit about your journey and what you did to 
help yourself recover. And we wish you, you know, nothing but the best of luck as you continue your career and really get started in your your rookie season here in the NFL and go Broncos is another thing I personally have to say. Um, of course. And one last thing before I go, I always like to ask people, the podcast is called Show Your Scars, and um, I just like to know what your scars mean to you. Uh, it's a combination of hard work put in by uh, me, my doctors, my trainers, family, friends. Um, you know, when I look at them, I see, you know, where I've been, and it reminds me of where I'm trying to go. That is awesome. We wish you nothing but the best of luck. And thank you so much, Jake, for sharing with us today. Thanks so much for having me. It's been awesome talking to you, Jordan. I hope you guys liked that conversation with Jake. I think he said so many impactful things. One of the things that he kept focusing on was the small wins, right? The little steps in the process that allowed him to continue to get better and better. How he knew that the mentality he had to have was he knew what his end goal was he knew where he wanted to be and I think because of that it allowed him to stay in the moments that were difficult and to maybe sometimes not see them as difficult as they were because he just knew what it was going to take to get where he wanted to go he also mentions the moments of just being with people who know what you're going through and how that group last year when he was in this difficult position of being a part of the Denver Broncos but not being able to play, that the group around him who trained with him and rehabbed with him every single day were really helpful in bouncing things off of, but also allowing him an escape for for them not to talk about what was going on with them physically and just to be who they were and have fun and laugh and enjoy the moment. So. I just really thank Jake. I know he's busy right now um, as he's prepping for the 2018 season, but his story was super insightful and I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. That's a way that we can really start to key into these people that you guys want us to interview, what you want us to ask. And thank you for everybody who submitted a question to Jake his answers to those were pretty awesome and that's something that we'll try to do more often is some fan interaction so if you guys want to follow jake i've tagged him in the show notes you can go ahead and look there and follow him as he begins his journey in his rookie year in the nfl thank you guys so much for choosing to listen to show your scars today i know it is a choice and what you tell yourself every single day is a choice so when you look at your scars remind yourself that you're a warrior and that they're just part of your process of getting to be who you are fully. So go out there and show your scars with pride.